Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Man and Man and Man Podcast. This is James Bonding. Starring Matt Gorley. And Matt Myra. Are we starting? I think we just did. We did it. I thought we were doing a mic check, but we're just starting this podcast. Why mic check when you can podcast for real? Friends, have we got a treat for you today. Came to it last minute, but I have to say, pretty oh, thrilled about it. I would say the most last minute of anything we've ever done. Yeah. But when Matt said the idea, I cackled in the corner like a bond villain yeah, and that's no exaggeration it went on for an uncomfortable amount of time well it just tickled me because i just started thinking about all the things we're about to rank yeah well i guess we'll say it we are ranking villain deaths <laughs> the deaths of all the bond villains and the escapes that's right we're going to do a subcategory of the five escapes or slash survivals yeah of villains the non-deaths according to the movie so maybe what we should do is first go through the films remind people of the deaths and or escapes and then we'll start with the quick round of escapes and then get to the deaths. that's exactly what i thought too and that's exactly how i've made my list matt wonderful uh yeah, so uh, there's no guests today. Uh, Matt and I were like, well, should we take questions? Should we just rank something? And uh, quite frankly, I've never been more delighted by yeah. a ranking in my life. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why share this with guests when we can have it all to ourselves? <laughs> I barely let Matt in the door once uh, I thought of it. That's true. That's true. He did try to send me out of the room. I don't know why. Probably lock me out. Um, so should we go chronologically through the films? Yeah, so let's first talk about how each... Uh, or do, should we? This is always where we get. Well, I think if messy. we go chronologically through the films, we can say why How? we, who the villain is, and why we think that. Because in in a couple cases, there's a little confusion. Okay. And how they die or escape. All right. So let's start. Let's start with the great. The film that started it all, 1962's Dr. No. And it's a good one to start with because it's very clear who the villain is and how he dies. His name's in the title. Dr. I no's think if the your villain. name is in the title of the movie, you automatically... Yeah. You, you're the villain. Yeah, there's, there's no, no chance. There's no movie called Stamper. Yeah. Stamp. Oh, I'd watch oh, that. I would too over Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> I gotta go. There's a very handsome German man in my office. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first line. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for Dr. Uh, and that's Kaufman. Just, and that's Bond saying that. <laughs> Does he have it? We see his office. Bond's uh, office? Yes, we see it once. In, uh, it's one of the early ones? No. In The World Is Not Enough. No, I'm sorry. I remember. 
in Die Another Day when he's in the VR training thing and he's cleaning oh, his gun. Right. Yeah. Well, that's his virtual office. So yeah. who knows? Who knows if that's his real office? Well, we'll get to check it out next week. It's like we the Matrix where day. it's the office you see yourself as right. having. Yeah. Um, so Dr. No, pretty clear cut. It's Dr. No. Uh, should we say how they die or yes. just say the villain? Okay. Yeah, uh, definitely. He sinks into a reactor. That's right. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's, he's fighting with Bond yep. and then falls into the reactor pit of, of radiated water, I yeah. presume. His cancer, his cancer is cured, but he dies from radiation. <laughs> uh, now, from Russia with Love, we've, on this podcast before, declared Red Grant, one of the greatest uh, henchmen of all time. So, going with that theme, Rosa Kleb is the villain. Now, yeah, you could technically say Blofeld is pulling all the strings, but he's kind of a background figure in this. And also, Bond and Blofeld never interact in the movie. Right, right. So I think that's a big key to whether or not yes. Blofeld becomes the villain or and not. And ultimately, this is... Is it her plan or Kronstein's? But Bond never reacts with Kronstein, right? Right. Or does... No, because no. Blofeld kills him. Yeah. Or actually, Kleb does. Kleb is number two. That's right. But she kills Kronstein yeah. by foot knifing him. Well, who doesn't like a good foot knife? I know. And that brings us to the end battle where she's trying to foot knife Bond. And in the book does. Uh, you know, and they almost, you know, the Matt Monroe from Russia with Love theme song was almost replaced by Kenny Loggins' foot knife. <laughs> he was three years old. His first song. <laughs> foot knife. <laughs> Kick uh, off your Sunday shoes, foot knife. Yes. Foot knife. Uh, so Rosa is shot by Tatiana. Tatiana. Okay. Goldfinger. Again, villain, clear. clear. Named after the villain. Couldn't be clearer. Sucked out of a plane. That's right. A depressurizing airplane sucked through a small window. <laughs> yeah. Thunderball. Uh, the most boring of movies. Uh, the villain Largo is shot with a harpoon. By his mistress. Domino. You only live twice. There's an escape here. He survives. He speeds away on a monorail? He speeds away on an Do on they a, show him like an improbable a monorail? We just watched this and I somehow... That's how unremarkable his survival yes. is that I yes. can't even place exactly. You know, it's interesting uh, going through this. I found each survival to be nearly forgettable. Yeah, I think that's the problem with them. Uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, we, uh, of course, Blofeld is in it. Bond interacts with Blofeld, so Blofeld is the villain. This rule applies to all movies except for Your Eyes Only. Um, he survives. Uh, is he dressed as a baby? What? No. <laughs> he has a neck brace on and he's driving <laughs> a car. Is. But his survival is a little bit more of note because it also involves the death of Bond's wife. Yes. Okay. Uh, Diamonds are forever. Sean Connery's back just in time to theoretically kill Blofeld. This is one that we had to pull up yeah. because it's very unclear. He's caught in that little submarine and Bond is, is like swinging him around on a crane, banging up the oil rig. Yeah. And then Bond jettisons the oil rig along with everybody else to watch it blow up mm -hmm. but it doesn't blow up in one piece right it just blows up kind of in little explosions throughout so he's presumed dead compartmentalized blowing up uh but we're putting him in the escape category because he ends up in for your eyes only right so it becomes very so clear you never see him die yes uh now we go to live and let die which has perhaps a moment that you'd like to own on a t-shirt 
That's right. Go to podswag.com slash bond and pick up a Kananga balloon, hashtag Kananga balloon t-shirt for the holidays. By the way, the posters will be available December 2nd. December 2nd, guys, you can get the beautiful artwork. Um, By Kyle Steed. Kyle Steed did an amazing, what looks like a painting. I've never, I've never looked better. I also have a huge announcement and I'm not even sure you're aware of this. Oh yeah. I... Did you know that you and I are now Bond canon? Wait, what? You what don't do you know. No, I don't know. Okay. Our friend of the show, Ibrahim Mustafa, who did the amazing artwork uh, on those series of prints yes. for every film. He also did a great t-shirt that says, Diversify Your Bonds, with a picture of Idris Elba yes. as Bond. Such an amazing, talented artist. Did the latest um, one-shot comic book of Bond, and he put you and I in the background of one of the panels. Oh, my I have. He just, he just messaged me. I have yet to pick it up, but he sent me a picture, so... We are now canon in the world of Bond. We're like Mr. Wint and Mr. Kid this is of boring background. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, this I thought I'd crazy. surprise you on air. So, Does he have the, can we buy that page? Like the original? Yeah. I don't know, Abraham, can we? Abraham, we'd like to purchase your page. I understand how much comic book artists' money's, you know, I, I get it. I own a couple of Batman pages. I know how much this stuff can go for. And then what are we going to do, tear it in half? We're gonna do a high res scan. Maybe a print. Maybe we're gonna do a high res prints. scan, and uh, and then we'll do a, we'll go to Canvas. Uh, what's the what's the sponsor of my podcast? Canvas something. <laughs> I don't know, but I just want to say thank you. Regardless of this amazing favor, we are fans. of What are you gonna so. do with all? I have them all. So here's the thing: I have before we get back into how these villains died and what movies they died, uh, or how they died rather, in which movies. Um, I have all of those, right? yeah. up to the series that he had done to that point, which I feel like I have 16 or 17 of these. Yeah. I want to frame them all. They're sitting in my to-be-frame pile, mm-hmm. but I don't know where I will Well, I'm them. thinking of when we, we may turn our garage into an office that, like, I would love to line the top of the wall, yeah. like, along the top with those. They're so good. They're so, they're amazing. My favorite one actually is Diamonds Are Forever. The way he's standing on that uh, elevator. If you've not seen these, yes. just Google. In fact, I I'll find love it right the now. On Her Majesty's Secret Service one, which is the wedding car. Oh yeah, and also, I mean, look, I was just looking at the Casino Royale one um, with the uh, poker chips, and he's doing the parkour in the construction zone. Yes, and the Quantum one where the cars. Doing donuts, but it's also a cue. Uh, yeah. Go to the art of Ibrahim Mustafa. That's spelled I B R A H I M M O U S T A F A. You can just Google that and it will come up. That so is so good. This is the most exciting news, and that is what I'm thankful for. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Um, Man with the Golden Gun, shot by Bond. Yeah. Spy Who Love Me, shot by Bond. Moonraker, poison dart ejected into space for your eyes only. I guess I should be saying who each. <laughs> so the man with the golden gun is Scaramanga. Uh-huh. Uh, Spy who loved me is an industrialist and underwater dweller whose name I cannot remember right now. Um, um, uh, why can I not? Hold on, hold on. Stromberg. Stromberg. Carl Stromberg. All right. Moonraker is um industrialist. Hugo Drax. <laughs> wants to restart society. <laughs> Hugo Drax. Uh, for your eyes only. 
Aristotle Christatos. Now, killed by a, a knife being thrown, but by Milos. Yes, by Columbo. Yeah. We should also mention that Blofeld is theoretically killed in this film, but that's just kind of a little side note, so we're not really going to count that. Yeah, he's got a delicatessen. He does interact with Bond, but it, it's in the beginning of the movie, cold open. We can't count it as the villain of the movie. Octopussy. Uh, this one is another one we had to rewatch. Yeah. His plane crashes. But the cause of which is still unclear. Bond puts his foot on the rudder to force it down, but immediately takes it off and in, with plenty of time for, I think, him to pull up. Sure. But he tries to land. Bond and Octopussy jump off. And by that time, it's too late. He overshoots the runway and then crashes into the side of a mountain. Yeah. Uh, view to a kill. He falls off the Golden Gate Bridge. It's uh, Max Zorn. Zorn. Uh, living daylights. Now, we got into a little bit of a confusion here. Brad Whitaker... Joe Don Baker, not the villain. The reason be- being that this is ultimately Koskov's plan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's he's sort of using Brad Whitaker in his plan, and I think it's, I mean, I don't think this one is 100% clear, but we're going with uh, Koskov as the villain. Yes. Uh, license to Kill, uh, Robert Davi is set on fire. Fran Sanchez is Robert Davi still with us. <laughs> and boy is he. Uh Goldeneye, Alec Trevelyan, yeah. dropped onto a satellite dish. And then blown up. Eh, oh no, then no, then, then crushed. It, then, then impaled by yes, the satellite right. dish yeah. antenna. Uh Tomorrow Never Dies, uh killed with a remote controlled drill. <laughs> Elliot Carver. A remote controlled drill the size of a jet engine. Yes. Uh the world is not enough. Now here's the deal with this one. We again We've listed Reynard in our henchman category because ultimately it is uh, Electric King pulling the strings. I don't. We have, but I don't think we used him as a henchman in that episode. Did we, we not? We used Toothy oh, or God. whatever it is, Goldie. Goldie. <laughs> but ultimately, Electra is pulling on those strings. Reynard, uh, you know what? We'll add you in in the ranking. We'll say, I don't like hey. these these flying by the seat of your pants decisions. That throws a lot of this stuff out of whack. Do you think we, it does? We, being, being shot by plutonium he rod can be is a side probably note. better than being... It's a definitely a better death yeah. than hers, but we have to go... The, I think she's the ultimate villain. All right, ultimate villain. Okay. Uh, die Another Day, Colonel Moon. Uh, or Gustav Graves, depending uh, on how you look at it. Right. Yeah. I look at it like the plot of the movie, where, okay. as we'll see next week, <laughs> unfortunately... <laughs> Uh, he, uh, is, his parachute cord is pulled and he's shoved, uh, sent it to a jet engine. Casino Royale. Bond does not kill the chief. Mr. White does it for him with a bullet to the head. Quantum of Solace. Abandoned by James Bond and left to wander the desert. And later found dead with two bullets in his head. Yes. Uh, and a we assume, full of oil. we assume Blofeld did that, right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God, that's right. I'd like to at least think that was Mr. White. <laughs> uh, Skyfall, hunting knife to the back, with an amazing death performance by uh, yeah. Benicio. Not Don't Benicio, I always do Benicio. that. Benicio del Toro, of course, is uh, killed with a cocaine mixer. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Spectre, which is under the category of escaped, but he doesn't escape, he's arrested. Right survived is i guess the category yeah. we're going for 
All right. So now that we've laid the groundworks of who's who, I suppose, Matt, it is time to rank our top five survivals. Top five survival. We've All got right. we've got three Blofelds, four Blofelds. Yep, four Blofelds and a Russian general and a, and a Koskov. All right. So the number five you want to go on ahead? this for me? Yeah. I have the Living Daylights. Koskov. Koskov okay. is number five. All right. And again, using our patented ranking method, we won't talk about any of these until they have two votes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for me, why am I writing that down? I don't know. I got, uh, I'm going Spectre. You're going with Spectre. Blofeld Spectre. Blofeld yeah. Spectre. I find it to be um right. He always breaks his own rule. I know, you know why I can't think that far behind. <laughs> uh number twenty five oh I'm sorry. <laughs> We're in for it. We're so <laughs> I'm it's like a Thanksgiving, post Thanksgiving coma. And... We're having a great time yeah. though. Number four, Diamonds are Forever for me. Okay. For me, yeah. It's Koskov. It's Koskov. We're so, talking about the living daylights, everybody. Koskov, yeah. in, in what we've discussed before, feels like a second, the first of two endings mm-hmm. to, the, to the movie. He's arrested on a uh, Afghanistan-Soviet base, right? Oh, no, yes. he gets off the base yeah. and then ends up at well, Brad Whitaker's? It, we talked about this. It seems like he was intended to die there with that explosion yes, in the Jeep. but then he comes back yeah. and is arrested. So why do you think they did that? Why not kill him again or have not killed him the first time? Were they kind of going for more of a realistic espionage, John le Carre thing, where it's like not everybody has to die in a Bond film? Maybe, but also I feel like they were just aching to get back to Joe Don Baker. But he, I mean, at, then why bring him back after Jodan Baker's death? They literally shove him in the room and then shove him out. Maybe they, honestly, maybe they didn't want to kill him because they enjoyed the character and thought maybe, well, they'll use the character again. See, I don't know, because that, it's like, they did that, the only other survivals here are Blofeld, and that was yeah. clearly because they wanted to continue the character. I would have a hard time believing they really wanted to do that with Koskov. He was, I think he was a good character. Yeah, I do too, but he doesn't have... I don't know. He doesn't quite have the gravitas that a Blofeld does. Hmm. But he's arrested by Russian forces. He's arrested by John Reese davies Right. <laughs> uh, who I love and we'll talk more about in our next episode of Indiana Jonesing. He's presumed dead, though, because they say they're going to take him home in a diplomatic bag, which means a body bag. Or uh, the diplomatic bag is a great sleeping bag for diplomats. <laughs> You never know, yeah. uh, but it's ranked. It's ranked so low for me because um, it's just meh. Yeah, it just takes the steam out of an otherwise pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that is our number five. That is our yeah number five for what you call it's escapes. Uh, okay, so number three for me mm-hmm. is Spectre. Okay, that puts it at number four here for the totals. So let's talk about Spectre. I, I, I ranked it so high, which is the middle, because of Christoph Waltz finally getting that great Blofeld scar. I like an origin mm. story. Okay. So I like seeing a... Uh, 
where that scar came from. I really liken it to the moment in The Last Crusade where River Phoenix <sighs> can't use a whip yet. <laughs> and that's I how think this one could have ex- been exchanged with Living Daylights for me. There is something I like to Blofeld going like, do it, kill me. Yeah. That I liked. This is not something you've ever seen from Blofeld mm-hmm. before. Like, kind of like, I'm tortured. Give me some death. But I don't feel like they knew where they were going after this. And now knowing that he's probably not going to be back, it feels real lame to continue him on in an impotent way like this. Do you think he'll, he'll, do you think he'll return as the main villain of the next movie? Well, he's already said he's not going to. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant the character. Oh. Do you think Blofeld will return as the main villain I of the next really movie? Or will they take no a Blofeld idea. sabbatical? I wonder. It's so weird. Like, it's the Craig films have always just been out of phase by one film, it seems like. If they would would have done one less or added one more, it would have been better. You know, because now it seems like they're either going to have to replace Blofeld at, with another actor or deny him completely and then abandon this whole awkward timeline they've gotten into. And it just... it just doesn't seem well thought out that's the one thing i'll hand to those marvel guys is they feel like they got it their chess game figured out 20 years in advance they're better at getting contracts yeah for people to be in multiple movies yeah which Mm. i feel like eon has not been great at who would you like to see play below felt if they did if they replace him i mean it's so i I'm so meh on the character of Blofeld as it is. I'd like to see them do something more interesting with that character. I mean, I loved uh, Green. Dominic Green, I I thought, was such a good... He would be a great Blofeld. Oh, he'd be a great Blofeld. He has those, like, Swiss brown eyes. Yeah. Um, And if you're going to continue... I I liked where they were going with Quantum. I did, too. That was was Spectre. Oh, you're finally out of your... You're finally figured it out you're out of the shadow of specter you can now move on quantum seems like a quantum leap forward i see in extortion Mm -hmm. terrorism revenge (laughs) and extortion yeah (laughs) um yeah so that's specter it happens i mean it happens over the thames it's a great locale yeah that's a positive thing I'll say about it. But this, he, he shoots down a helicopter with a pistol. Uh, if there's a one person on the planet who I have no problem shooting a helicopter down with a pistol, it's James Annie Bond. Oakley. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh. Okay. Annie Oakley, I have no problem with her shooting a helicopter down with a pistol over her shoulder with a With, with a, a mirror. mirror. <laughs> a little pocket mirror. All right, number three for me, Diamonds Are Forever. Ah, let's... Now, actually, yeah, the way I'm looking at that, Spectre's probably better than that, but oh well. It's just really, like, non-conclusive and, or inconclusive. Well, you get the fun of James Bond operating heavy machinery. That's true. That's real fun. You get the fun of what I would call the most perfect dive... James Bond has performed besides the world is not enough dive. I mean, we're going to rank dive is that we're going to rank the James Bond dives. Oh, it's when he takes off his, his jacket, tucks his pistol into his belt and then dives next to a submarine. Oh, that's right. Without, without much clearance. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, that's right. You do get to see Blofeld sweat in the cabin of that little submarine where he's kind of freaking out. If we, 
ever were to rank the suits of James Bond, yeah. I have to say that world is not enough suit. The, the be, beige one? The beige one with the blue shirt yeah. would be very highly ranked. It's a good one. Very it's highly ranked. It's kind of linen y, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I went on a quest for a linen suit. Really? I never found one. And it's probably a good thing. I have a white linen suit <laughs> that I never wear. Oh, we should do a linen suit. On our, on our second live James Bonding. What's we'll the status of, of your Goldfinger suit? He says it's done. I have no idea how to get it from him. I'll, have to, well, I'll DM, you should reach I'll out DM him. him. Yeah. So this will be a mystery as to whether we show up to this live show. By the way, we're doing a live show on the 7th at UCB. Is it Sunset or um, I have no Franklin? Idea. I don't know. It's one of the UCBs. We're doing it's a wherever live. they do the... Is it called James Bonding Live or is it called Stitcher Premium Theater? What is I don't it know. Called? More info coming. Watch our social media. We, we're the worst hosts. Yes, I agree. Uh, so number two for me, you only live twice. Same here. Let's talk. All right. So here's why it's ranked so high. The tiny monorail. Tiny, shaky, little wobbly monorail. The tiny, shaky. Classic Blofeld. You know, I just watched an American Masters Walt Disney episode. Oh. It was a two-parter and uh, really just just came away with a whole new appreciation for monorail systems and and i think that sort of influenced my pick here i've said i want to put a monorail around this backyard look at that imagine that oh i would love it just a rickety little monorail little egg-shaped monorail where if you get on i I don't understand how it's constantly moving until you hit the brake it's a bizarre monorail (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) i don't know um, but yeah, he gets away. Pleasance is great, so I mean that influences it a little bit. Is this the only one that he escapes with his cat? That we see, yeah. I think so. Does he have his cat in For Your Eyes Only? I think he does, doesn't he? On so his wheelchair? Bond kills the cat. No, too. he doesn't go on the ride with him. I don't know. That poor cat. <laughs> um yeah, it's Donald Pleasance. Uh, he does a really good like. I mean, even his posture is very. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a villain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not only the classic Blofeld. I'd call him the consummate Blofeld. Yeah, yeah. Because the other ones are kind of outliers. Telly Savalas is a little thuggish. Charles Gray is a little too uh, English. Yeah, he's a, he's just a dandy. I don't know. Not that that's like a problem. They're all good Blofelds, but when you think of the classic Blofeld, I still think it's Donald Pleasance. Yeah. I also think that part of the ranking here is just the uh, fact that Blofeld's escape in the, in this movie is the only one that I would feel confident in laying over the sound effect of a child going, Wee! <laughs> Yeah, I think that's enough to bump at a point. Wee! All right, so that brings us to our number one escape on Her Majesty's Secret Service for me. And I believe it is for you as well, man. Because it's an escape, number one with a bullet. Actually, bullets, plural. Yeah. Because on that escape... Well, first of all, he... His escape actually is getting caught on a tree branch in a bobsled. (laughs) chase yes that's a lucky escape Uh uh-huh he just get he doesn't even mean to escape in fact he comes back from war it's hardly an escape it's really just a delay and then he 
You know, I think had James Bond been in an Aston Martin that was issued by Q Branch, yeah, wouldn't be a problem. That's right. Bulletproof Side windows, lasers, right? Side lasers, of course. Bulletproof yeah. windows. Yes. Um, uh, did she have the window open? I forget. That may be the problem. Oh, maybe that was the problem. Maybe it was from Q Branch. Mm. Oh man. Mm, man. But yeah, so it does. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's an escape that shapes the character of James Bond for years to come. That's right. It really does. And therefore, it's the most significant escape slash survival of a James Bond villain in our top five escape slash survivals. <laughs> Which brings us then to 19 villain deaths. Oh, uh, there are 19 ways villain dies. Villains die, and uh, there are 19 ways to cry. <laughs> that just rhymed. That made no sense. But uh, it's I'm funny how about this. the thing I like about a list like this is it does not necessarily correlate to how much I like the films. Because you can get some great villain deaths and some pretty bad That's very films true. and vice versa. That is absolutely very true. Uh, they do start to bunch up a little bit. Yeah, no, actually, I gotta say, it does not really correlate at all. A couple okay. of mine do. but So, yeah. let's talk about number 19. Matt, who is your... What is your 19th villain death? Your, your lowest ranked villain death? This is one that has always bothered me. Yes. Because it doesn't seem befitting of the film... And it's Goldfinger. I find it to be too silly and campy, but not suitable to the silly and ca- silliness of the movie. Okay, you're doing that thing again. Oh, that you shit. love to Sorry. do. Sorry. Which is you're talking about oh, things God. Oh, God. before their time. You need to cut me off sooner. Don't be so polite. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, so number now 19. Now you know all my thoughts. Well, those are some of your thoughts. Number 19 for me is Octopussy. Okay. Well,. Uh, we can so number eighteen for you, Matt, would is be what octopusy. Oh well, yeah. So it's a talking round yeah. so early. Okay. Do you think that we were persuaded by rewatching this? Because I think I remembered it better in my head than it was. No, I didn't remember it at all in my head. Mm-hmm. I remembered the uh, the henchman battle. Yeah. The smack in the face with the antenna, the plane antenna. Tune in, and in some time we'll have a ranking of henchman deaths, which. Yeah. I got to tell you, is going to be even better than this. I think so. Um, but for me, it's ranked so lowly because it was so forgettable. And m- somehow more implausible than almost any other death. It, it seems like it could have been easily avoided. Also, I like Louis Jordan in this film, but his performance on this is not among the best desks because it's clear well i think he's given a director going you see us uh rocks you see some rocks and he's just leaning forward with this really strange look on his face and it's just a little silly maybe he's mad because he's probably like can't i just pull the stick back yeah and they're like no 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 he's like you see he's put it down with his feet yeah but he's not on the tail anymore he's one of those interesting villain desks that it's like He's one of the intellectual villains Bond has to cha- you know, face, and there are some that are a little bit more physical. And yeah. so, I don't know, the, the death is somehow, it's more unremarkable than I remember. Hmm. Matt? All right. That is a, an astute observation. It is unremarkable, and that's why it's so low. Yeah. So, number 18 for me, you had Octopussy. My number 18 is for your eyes only. Okay. My number 17 mm-hmm. is Die Another Day. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. My 17 is From Russia with Love. Ooh. Interesting. 
My number 16, it's time to talk for your eyes only. For your eyes only. Now, this is in its own special category where Bond doesn't kill the villain. Exactly. Yeah. There's a handful of these. That is precisely my problem with this death. I think that if Bond's not doing the killing, it better be a little more spectacular than a knife throwing. Now, I give this one some props in that category because I love the character of Columbo. And I love that he throws the knife and then immediately collapses. But (laughs) Christados is such an unremarkable villain it just feels like, all right, yeah, okay, for me. He is unremarkable, but, you know, he's really doing anything he can to find the Holy Grail. No, I think you're confusing. Wait, I'm sorry. What you mean this is, is the to villain. find the generator on Hoth. No. Yes, that is it. Yeah. That's exactly. He's trying to find the generator on Hoth, which is at the top of a, a pretty remarkable religious uh, structure that is built into rock somehow. No, I think he he's wearing a chain necklace at King's Landing. <laughs> the other thing is, I'm not a big fan of throwing knives for deaths, as you'll find soon enough. But yeah, I it's just a little convenient, and I'm still not very convinced that would kill someone right away. I get or what you're even, saying. If it's even like possible to do every time. Hmm. I understand what you're saying. I would love to see a movie where someone throws a knife at someone and it hits handle first and just bounces off them. Because that's just as likely to happen. No, I mean, if you're practiced with throwing knives, I think that it is not that likely to happen. One of my favorite activities at the medieval fair every year is throwing those I know. those very but dull knives. But it's just not as 100% as everybody makes it because the distance matters. And I think, I just think, that I just don't think it's quite what the movie makes it I mean, it's it probably like... These people probably have, like, great sets of throwing knives, like the Mont Blancs of throwing knives. I'm sure. But it's equivalent to the karate chop to the back of the neck to knock someone out. It's possible, but I don't think it's it's universal. Has that ever happened in real life? I just watched the um, BBC Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yeah. And a man kills another man that way. Doesn't just knock him out. Oh. He just kills him. He falls to the ground and he convulses and dies. I won't say who, because it's it's quite a spoiler. Was it a tailor? Um, yeah, but again, Bond doesn't kill them. It's a throwing knife. It's fairly unremarkable. So that's why it is our 18th ranked. That's right. Death. So what's 16 for you, man? 16 for me. Surprising ranking, uh, because I enjoy the movie a lot. It's The Spy Who Loved Me. Hmm. Okay. So 15 for me. Mm-hmm. No big surprise. Maybe higher than you would expect for some of you. Live and let die. <coughs> wow. That is very surprising. I'll have my reasons, but I, I'm not going to talk about it till it's time to talk. Uh, okay, so number 15 for me, Thunderball. This is this is interesting. A lot of silence on Matt's end here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. Matt, what is your 15? That was... I'm sorry, your 14. My 14 is Skyfall. Okay, I'm going to put a mark next to Skyfall, just so I know it's been selected by someone who's wrong. Uh, Number 14, for me, is The World Is Not Enough. Okay. 
This is an interesting yeah. spread we're I having know. here. This one is really, really varied. Um, Number 13 for me, mm-hmm. Casino Royale. Mm, mm-hmm. Number 13 for me, Die Another Day. All right, let's talk Die Another Day. All right. Sigmund Freud. <laughs> Analyze this. Analyze this. <laughs> What's your favorite Robert De Niro movie? <laughs> Analyze that. <laughs> oh, not, not Analyze This? You like the sequel more? Once Upon a Time in America. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean... It is of its time. It's a good death. Like it's a it meaty a two, good death. It is a it is an it, it is an early aughts action death. It's one of those overkill deaths. Like it would have been enough to probably just launch him out and he could have I guess he wouldn't have been killed by the parachute, but still. You know what we should also figure out is who is the most dead. <laughs> like you know, when Han Solo uh, goes, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen The Force Awakens. Right. When Han Solo goes, it's funny to me. I mean, not funny in the moment. I love Han Solo, but gets a lightsaber through the through the abdomen, then falls yeah. into an endless pit, and then is blown up. That's right. So he's the most dead of the Star Wars people. That's a good question. I mean, I mean it's it got to really... be Kananga. I was just thinking that it's got to be someone that's atomized, either that or Hugo Drax or possibly Elliot Carver. Yeah. Well, that's true. That is very true. But uh, Diner of the Day, forgettable. Maybe this will change next week when we watch it. Yeah. But, you know, parachute through a jet engine. Oh, is he the most dead? He might be the most dead. He's pretty dead. He is pretty dead. I would say that blow, a shark bullet is probably going to leave some chunks where a jet engine is going to like just atomize you. Yeah. Yeah. Into a mist. Yeah. Maybe the holiday hmm. fragrance. Rupert Graves for men. It's shaped like his diamond, you know, <laughs> with a GG on it. It's red. Um, yeah, I guess it's just... It's just it's very fitting of the movie, I guess. It's I not like, crazy silly, I but like, it's a little... I like Frost's death more. Yeah. Also, that's that knife fight, the Art of War, knife right. book. It is a little ridiculous. <laughs> Do I like it more than than parachute? I don't know. I don't know. One thing about that, I always feel when watching that movie is I'm just so ready for them to be killed. Like, let's get to this. That movie does have like a. I just want it to be over by the time I get there. I enjoy other parts. That movie of it, also but. for me has the most product placement the most glaring product mm. placement of any of the movies yeah which some may find hard to believe with well with heineken and all penguin books art of war <laughs> okay so that that is dying of the day yeah what number now, was that for you that was number 13 for me okay so my number 12 mm-hmm. is dr no oh so we're talking no we're not talking about uh. dr no um okay number 12 for me we are talking it's Casino Royale. Okay. Not killed by Bond. Right. It's another one in the category of not killed by James Bond. But I, I'm, it's a satisfying ending. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm probably character. already to the category of deaths that I like. Because I like Casino Royale's yeah. death. I like 
he's dispatched in a way, if you're not going to be killed by Bond, this is an interesting way to do it when you don't expect it. It comes two thirds of the way through the movie. Yeah. I knew it from the book, but still I was half expecting them in the movie to change it, you know? Oh, well, it's always, you're always expecting that. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I think that it's really, it's, it's almost like the most like, oh God, how's Bond going to get out of this moments in, yeah. in the Bond, in the Eon films. And it's also the most surprising. That's the thing is that even though Bond doesn't kill him, it comes on the heels of maybe one of the best scenes in Bond history where you want this guy to get his come up in so much after what he just does yeah. to Bond that the fact that you actually get it right then and there yeah. goes a long way. And I'd I, probably put this one higher if I if I had to decide. And it. I really love the character of White. I do too, and I love the character of Lashif too. Mister White, I think, is uh, great. Yeah. Does he? When we get to Spectre, and we have Spectre's Mister White. Does he, is it, does it, does he shift to Bond ally? <sighs> That's a tough one. I, I kind of, I guess, I mean, he's a reluctant ally, but is there anybody else in that kind of category? Jaws. Yeah. Henchman shift to ally. But that's a tough one. Yeah. My question is, is Mr. White so popular that they decided to make him good? I don't know, but there was all those stories about him shit-talking the Bond franchise, so they must have brought him back just purely out of a story necessity, because I don't think they were happy with him. Really? Yeah, he was. He had some interview where he was talking poorly about the production. I think he just didn't like making blockbusters. And they I, also shot... I bet he didn't like making Quantum of Solace, because the movie wasn't finished. Right, but they also shot a scene for the end of that movie involving him that has never been released, and nobody knows if he was killed or what happens. Oh... Phil, if you're out there, yeah, get on that. I know. Dig that scoop up, Phil. Sleuth. Stop ranking Brosnan movies so low on your Thrillist list, Phil. No, you, you, you're fine with that. Phil? I mean, that shows that you're doing good work. Oh, Phil. Continue in that vein. Don't care for that. Okay. Uh, so that was number 16 for our total combined list, yeah. uh, which brings us to number 11 on my list. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Skyfall. All right. Now, I'll say... Matt, why'd it rank so low for you? Well, the reasons I like it is Javier Bardem's reaction to yep. being stabbed. This has never been... This has always been a tricky scene for me. I just... There's something that, like, I can buy the knife throwing a little bit more in For Your Eyes Only, but in this one... You don't buy it in this one? It just seems like too much... for, And I think this is just me, but it just seems like too much of an action movie trope and not enough of a death for him. And I don't want some big, like, Gustav Graves death for him. It just, it just happens too quickly, too glibly. There's a couple of little quips thrown out during it, before and after, and I just... But they're both... I, you know, if they're cut from the same cloth, you know, if they're both double O's and they've both been yeah. spying around for such yeah. a long time... The glibness of it works for me. Really? Now, let me throw up, run something by you. Please. You've got this scene where he's got Judy Dench, and he's put the gun up to her head, and he's got his head next to her. This yep. is as tense as a James Bond movie ever gets. Okay. What if instead of throwing the knife, Bond creeps up behind him, 
grabs him, stabs him by hand, and holds him and pulls him away from M. And like, just I, I have to like you, they're face to face, and there's I no think quips. You can't I think you cannot be sure that him knifing Bardem in the back is not going to have some nerve reaction where he pulls the trigger. Well, he does knife him in the back. Oh, that's right. But imagine they're face to face and he's behind him like giving him a Nelson and he's got a knife in his kidney. Well, here's why it works for me. Yeah. Albert Finney. Doing nothing, just standing. No, Albert Finney putting the hunting knife on the table and saying sometimes the old ways are the best ways. (laughs) Yeah, but that's like clearly they wrote that in after the knife throwing. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I liked it. I like that line. And I like that the movie like so harkens back to a simpler time mm-hmm. that the most simple way to kill somebody is a throwing knife. Yeah, I like that he's killed with a knife. It's just something about the throwing. And and I love Bardem's reaction. It just all goes really quickly. Too quickly. You'd like it too... to be a minute and a half longer, you think? Well, that's the other thing is I don't think you're going to die that quickly with a knife in the back. Like he had to hit his heart, basically. Maybe he did. Maybe. Maybe but he severed his spine. The other thing is, I don't think a, I don't think a knife goes through a rib cage that easily. I think we need to call the Mythbusters. I think, <laughs> I think also it's time for a, an ad break and a, a YPPK. <laughs> a PPKY PPK. Mad and Mad. Mad and Mad. James Bonding Podcast. Would you like a poster of James Bonding with the very signatures of this guy talking? Or the signatures of this guy responding to the guy that was just talking? How about t-shirts reflecting our own views on the most ridiculous moment in James Bond? For me, hashtag Kananga Balloon. For me, the correct answer, hashtag Pigeon Double Take. Well, whatever your preference, go to podswag.com slash bond and you could pick up one of those three items and have it in time for Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Foo-Foo, bobby bobby doo What? Listen, we all know... <laughs> Pigeons cannot react to a boat that's on land. It's just not going to happen. That humans can't blow up when they're shot with a shark bullet because, B, shark bullets don't even exist. Then you don't know what they would do, Matt. That's all I've been trying to get across to you. It's maybe very plausible that a shark bullet would make you inflate and float to the sky and then blow up. But it's certainly physically possible that a pigeon can look to the same side three times in a row. Not by reversing the film three times, which is what they did. But what we can agree on is a delicious and beautiful poster of us sitting in M's office... With Money Penny outside Ugh. and all sorts of little podcast inside jokes throughout. Beautiful artwork by Kyle Steed. Check it out on podswag.com slash bond. Tell him the pigeon sent you. Hashtag Kananga Balloon. Man and man. Man and man. All right. We're back. We discussed Skyfall. Now, Matt. What number was that for you? It was interesting. That was number 11 for me. I have to say, there are more knife... Wait, that can't... I haven't said 11 yet. Then you say you're 11 now. Am I after you? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Were you going to say We said something? my 11, and then we had to talk. And then we have to say you're 11. Okay, sorry. Were you going to say something What I was going to say is there are more uh, knife deaths in James Bond than I remember. Yeah, same. Yeah. 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 All right, number 11 for me is Tomorrow Never Dies. 
that's weird that it would be ranked so low. I'm actually surprised it's this high. <laughs> Um, so number 11 for me with Skyfall. So number 10 is Dr. No. Oh, it's time to talk about Dr. No then. Listen, what I like in a villain death, Matt. Yeah. As we're getting down towards the nitty gritty. Right. Is being hoisted by one's own petard. Mm, Yeah. I really enjoy when a villain dies and essentially his own doing yeah that's true i never thought about it that way this is also the first villain death it's not the most spectacular but it's pretty good out of the gate yeah. it's pretty gruesome yeah because you don't really know exactly what's going on that's like coolant water you figure it's highly radioactive so he's just gonna kind of it's melt. bubbling correct yeah so yeah. is it super hot as well i don't know but i do know that if he hadn't built his own nuclear reactor None of this would be happening. That's true. He really did this to himself. That's true. How many of them are hoisted by their own petards? Uh, well, certainly Tomorrow Never Dies, as you just mentioned. But honestly, not as many as you'd think. Um, mm. But not that directly. There are some like Moonraker where he's killed in his own space station. Yeah, but like for Goldfinger, for, for this to be a thing of for gold, like if we were to say how Goldfinger dies, it's not, he didn't get crushed by gold. You know? Yeah, but Dr. No was not killed by the word no. By by a negative response. you're just going by names now. You're not going by what the actual villain's plan is. I wish that were the case. Uh, But yeah. He just can't take any negative criticism. Listen, it's hand-to-hand combat in fun radioactive suits. Yeah. And it ends with him being... Him drowning in a reactor. I love any fight that takes place over something perilous, like a chasm, lava, quicksand, something like that. Yeah. Just trying to think of an instance of a fight taking place over quicksand. Well, in my mind, it's certainly (laughs) many, many. But yeah, so Dr. No, we salute you. You went out like a gangster. Okay. That was number what for you? That was number 10 for me. Okay, number 10 for me is the man with the golden gun. Ah, okay. The Man with the Golden Gun is number 10 for you. Uh, For me, number nine is Goldeneye. That low? Low. Mm, I don't know if that's low. It's pretty pretty high. Number nine for me, The Spy Who Loved Me. Oh. We're talking. It's a time to talk. I I think this is a good one. I mean, it's kind of gruesome. Even though it's just a gunshot. It's yes. a few gunshots, right? Like, it's he's four. shot, like, four, yeah. And it's James Bond doing his dirty work himself. And he also puts it in that tube that shoots that exploding spear Through that he table. evades. Yeah. Um, hmm, if that tube wasn't there. You know what's good about it? Is that Stromberg has already shot his wad. Like, yes. he, Bond let him do his thing, mm-hmm. and he has no defense. Mm-hmm. Bond could just take him in, yeah, and he still kills him, which is kind of odd for a Roger Moore film. But also, is he hoisted? By his own petards? By building a dining room table? By building a, a dining room table with a single uh, Single pipe. shot. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> How does Bond know that? Is there? He's just magic. Because the other guy, it happens. Who does it happen to previous? It happens to someone... Doesn't it? 
number 12. Maybe I'm not. Maybe maybe I got that wrong. I forget. Well, it ha- we see it go. We see it work. I thought so, too. We're well aware of its established power. Yeah. It's been a while since Does I've it hit seen a chair? this one. This is probably the most popular Bond that I've seen the least. Yes. Yeah, that's that's an interesting way to put it. I feel like Thunderball is very popular. It is. I think we're and in the minority I on that. i to tell you. The fact that Phil didn't rank it lowest. On Check his out Thrillist list. Our our man in the East's Thrillist list, Phil Nobile Jr. Ranks every I think James it's a pretty Bond solid movie. list. I think Poorly. it's pretty No, I, I, I disagree. Mean, you know, his bottom his bottom 3 really are upsetting. Because he's a journalist reporting the truth? Because he's reporting and I hate to say this phrase, but I believe it more now than ever, fake news. <laughs> no way, man. You're Elliot. <laughs> you're Elliot Carver. Um, yeah, so Spy Who Loved Me. Four, four gunshots. Okay, just, it's worth mentioning, we're about to go to number eight, right? We are about to go to number eight, yes. So we, the only films that have yet to be mentioned are Moonraker, Quantum of Solace, License to Kill, Mm -hmm. and A View to a Kill. Everything else has been mentioned. You mentioned Live and Let Die ranked at number, what was your number on Live and Let Die? Fifteen. Mm. Out of nineteen, okay. Yeah, wow. It's a. These are all good deaths. Mm-hmm. Now, I will. I will mention there that a view to a kill, Quantum of Solace, Moonraker, typically at the bottom of most people's lists for Bond movies. Totally interesting. It is very license to kill. Usually not that high. In fact, all four of these that have not been mentioned definitely rank in the bottom half of most people's lists. Agreed. Maybe you and I hold a lot of stock in a good villain death because we like all four of these movies, I think, yeah, generally. We do. Yeah, we do. We really do. And, I, you know, I think we support villain deaths. Yes, we do. Certainly uh, do. So uh, please, from on record way back. Please donate uh, to our charity, villaindeaths.org. Mm-hmm. That's probably not a thing. It will be by the time this airs. Um, so, Matt, we just talked about The Spy Who Loved Me. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Goldeneye. Yeah. So that brings us to number eight for me, mm-hmm. which is the man with the golden gun. Okay, that's it. Now, he's got a powerful weapon. Yeah. He charges he a million a shot. Mm-hmm. But he's I got to say, what I like about this death is that it's the, it's the only way this movie could end. It's the culmination yeah. of their duel. If ever a villain is going to be shot oh, yeah. and shot by Bond in oh. an, kind of an unspectacular manner... This this merits it, I think. Yeah, but I also this the Scaramanga's Funhouse shooting gallery slash most dangerous game maze is one of my favorite things in Bond movies. Really, I feel like it could have been done better. I like the idea of it. It just looks crappy and doesn't really deliver. Do you know what it looks like to me though? Hmm. A seventies era dark ride. Yeah, definitely. And I think that because of that, and because of when this movie was made, I say, well done, gentlemen. Is there any feeling for you? Because I feel like, yes, this is the way it had to be, mm-hmm. but also that leaves it a little uh, less exciting because there's no twist. There's n- no real excitement at the end. It's just closure, but not in a kind of exciting, thrilling way. Hmm. It leaves me a little cold. 
but I don't I don't know what more you could want for closure. I know that I mean the ultimate I guess I don't like the solar weapon. The Solex agitator. Solex agitator for me feels like it didn't need to be there. What if uh, Nick Knack pulled a domino, give the dog a bone, and uh, shot Scaramanga because he's sick of being exploited by him? No. I don't know. That sounds like an interesting... I don't think Nick Knack would do that. I would like to see that. Do you think Nick Knack's alive still in that cage? (laughs) I know Harvey is Scaramanga! Oh god, that's such a that's that movie is a hoot. Yeah. Um I hope you all look forward to our next shirt, which is a knickknack Tabasco shirt. You you always say these things and we've never had any discussion about this. <laughs> Would you wear a knickknack Tabasco shirt? Yeah, if it Who also wouldn't? said give the dog a bone. <laughs> should should it say knickknack on the front? And Tabasco with an exclamation point on the back? I don't know. You know what would be awesome is if it's a picture of Hervé Villages with the tray. Yeah. And it's got Tabasco on it. But yeah. on the back, it's the back of him. The same thing. Back of him. Boy, if only we knew some very talented artists. Yeah. I can think of two already. <laughs> Knickknack Tabasco shirt. If you'd like one, hashtag Knickknack Tabasco. <laughs> So what's the n- amount of hashtags you have to get for this to happen? Oh, if I get if we get 50 knickknack Tabasco shirt, 50 hashtag knickknack Tabasco, tag at Matt Meyer, M-A-T-T-M-I-R-A, and Matt Gorley, M-A-T-T-G-O-U-R-L-E-Y. If we get 50 of those, we will, we will get this shirt made. Okay, if fair If you enough. want a hashtag knickknack Tabasco shirt. I'll just say also, I'm on a social media break for Christmas, so I'm, I'm going to have to count on myself. I'm Matt's only going to take my like, word for it. I'll check into my desktop maybe once every day or two, but I took those apps off my phone and it has felt so good. How is How has your social media break gone? This well, it's only great. been two days, but it's been wonderful. You're off of the grams as well? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Wow. I just took the apps off my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I pick up my phone... And I'm like, I'm supposed to do something with this. And there's nothing to do. And I put it down and I live my life. <laughs> I like this. Okay. I think I'm going to do that my week off when I'm off in uh, Palm Springs over Christmas. You should. I'm going to check the fuck out. The world is stressing me out. It As it should. Yeah. The world, um, the world is enough, it yeah, turns out. It is. So if there's any Bond 25 news, I will have to convey it to Matt over text. Yeah. So... Man with the Golden Gun, great times, very simple death. That's right. The next but, movie we're going to yeah. talk about. Wait. Oh, you have to give your number eight. Number eight for me, and we're going to talk about it <clears throat> from Russia with Love. Well, we're back to simple deaths here. Yeah. Now, from Russia with Love is ranked 17th for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, again, suffers from the the Bond doesn't do it. Um, right aspect of things it's a proto domino kill it comes before it but i don't think it does it as well we'll talk about that it is a proto domino but in many ways there is more well i don't know if there's more but there is an emotional resonance 
with this death. Because you still don't Tatiana. fully know how much Tatiana is on board until this moment. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, for those who are wondering, maybe haven't watched from Rush with Love in a, in a while, uh, Tatiana shoots Rosa Klebb. Yeah. In the chest. Right. Best way to. Rosa Club's death is pretty good, though. She has one of those kind of slow. Yeah. Doesn't she just kind of inch back down the wall or something? Yeah, a slow act amount death. Yeah. 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 That's the best villain death. Western death. Yeah. 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 Uh, Eyes open. Yeah. Just gazing at the final frontier. I'm looking forward to watching that movie again. Yeah, we gotta. I was just thinking about the fact that it literally. The way we've structured it this this time around, it's crazy to me that we're not going to be done with these movies. It's going to take a year to get through them. Yeah. Crazy. I know. I can't believe we found something to do in between every episode. Yeah, and some of these have been some of my favorites. I think more fun. If you think more fun, tweet us. (laughs) Go ahead. Hashtag... Tabasco, <laughs> knickknack Tabasco. Uh, okay, so number nine, uh, sorry, number seven. seven for me is my favorite death so far, obviously, Tomorrow Never Dies, which we are talking about. Okay. Because you ranked it very, uh, not nearly as high as me, but much higher than I thought you did, well, thought you would. The rather. reason why is because I'm so pleased when he gets killed in this movie because it means the movie's over it means this character's over it's as grandiose a death i think the death is befitting of the character so you're really taking a lot of your emotions yeah and placing them in this i think so well man i gotta tell you there's a couple things i really enjoy about this death okay number one is that they have a robotic uh saw Drill? I don't know. That's part of the problem. A what sea drill. This? We're calling yeah. it a sea drill. Sea drill. That, from a mechanical standpoint, seems to be propulsed. That's not a word, is it? <laughs> propelled? Uh, propelled. <laughs> propulsed. <laughs> propelled uh, via water streaming through it. Now, I don't uh, it know is because I've always dock. checked out. It is, it is dry. I don't understand how this thing is being moved. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's so dumb. I, and I also don't understand Carver's desire not to get out of the way. <laughs> He's staring yeah. at it for a good two yeah. and a half seconds. Yeah. Just screaming You're instead right. of moving. I should have this lower on my list. It should be lower on everybody's list. But the more I talk about it, the more I enjoy it. <laughs> and James Bond's line, give the people what they want, Elliot. What I does mean, that even mean? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but he dies from a sea drill, <laughs> which is of his own design and his own comeuppance. Well, okay. Hoisted by his own petard. That is a signature James Bond thumbs up death. All right. I love Tomorrow Never Dies more than any James Bond fan on the planet. It's not your number one movie. I know. There's people out there. No. There's some real misguided. There's no one out like, there. Like just see-through skinned looking people that live in their basement. There's someone out there that that's their favorite movie. Disagree. Can't if, be. If it's your favorite movie, tweet at Matt Myra. This is my favorite movie. Hashtag. Hashtag. I've never seen the sun. Hashtag. No. The hashtag for tomorrow never dies would be. 
TND best. I'll look at that hashtag. Hashtag cry for help. <laughs> so Tomorrow Never Dies is ranked where for both of us? Skewed to number 10. ten. So in the bottom half. And now we're no, getting... no, because it's nineteen oh, total. So we're getting towards we're getting towards the golden age. Speaking of which, Matt, what is your number seven? My number seven is time to talk. The world is not enough. The world is not enough. I never thought I'd see a, a Brosnan movie this high on my list. Well, it's higher than mine. Fourteen for I me. I still haven't even mentioned Goldeneye yet. Um. But this one's good because it's just a gunshot. But you really don't know at the end if he's going to shoot a woman until he does. You know, I like that. That's something we have not seen in a Bond film, and I think it's pretty good. And it's what what number is tomorrow? Is the world is not enough? Like number nineteen. Nineteen. So it took nineteen Bond films, and you're you're left wondering like, is this going to be a death or not? Because also we've learned with Koskov, it doesn't necessarily have to happen. Well, I find also, it to be a good death. What's interesting about this one too is that Judy Dench M witnesses this death. Right. And doesn't even Electric King kind of go like you won't shoot me. Yeah. Yeah. Oof, you love me too much. It's it was sort of like I don't know, was it Bond saying like here it's like that kind of a little bit of that backwards 90s feminism where it's creeping out but it's also like well if you're not going to cook anymore, you can die like a man. <laughs> yeah. It's that kind of like misguided equality, right? Or I don't know what it is. Um, she, I mean, you're supposed to feel this uh, sort of exaggerated emotional connection between Bond and Electra, or with Bond towards Electra in this movie, where it's almost like it does become a sort of it does become a heavy sort of bond falling head over heels for her more so than warranted you more mean more so not only more so than warranted but more so than a lot of the previous films like bond doesn't really fall for women well i'll i'll uh, point you to the film right before it where he falls for paris again i don't think that's a fall for hmm. i really think that's more of a Let's try to recapture the lost magic. Hmm. And it doesn't work. And I think they both know that. Hmm. Okay. And it does have Pierce Brosnan's patented, I'm going to hover over a dead woman on a bed. <laughs> Trademarked. Before I get to the rest of business. Let's get it. We're going to do a t-shirt with Brosnan standing over a bed of just 12 dead women. <laughs> The worst Just, t-shirt ever made. He can't leave the room. He's so emotionally connected to all of the them. The worst. Yet responsible for each of their deaths. <laughs> all right. Was so that, that was... Uh, that was that was my number the seven. The world is not enough. Was that your number seven? Too? No, my number seven was Tomorrow Never Dies, which we talked about. Then okay. we talked about The World's Not Enough. And now we're going to talk about Goldfinger. That's your number six. That is my number six. So why so high? I really enjoy him getting sucked out of a plane I, you don't find it too silly for even that movie oh it's so silly and i think that's why it's ranked so highly for me I, so what problem do you why do you have such a problem with live and let die have you not mentioned that yet i have not mentioned okay that yet. you have such a problem with it <laughs> <Yeah>. that's right <laughs> i'm Sometimes consistent i forget 
a lot of things. Um, I really... Okay, I like the writing of it. I like the foreshadowing of it. Um, I like Bond setting it up, saying, if you shoot me with that, you'll tear through the fuselage and the pressure will suck us out. So it's like, hey, audience... Now you know Maybe it's, it's the happen. execution that's just not good for me. Because it that is the execution that he's in a general's uniform and has a gold revolver. Not only that, but the size of the window and the size of the man and the cutting away. If I recall, I think this is actually the death in the novel. I, I, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, the Gert Frobe of it all. Actually, keep talking because that's on this list too. Okay. Well, what I really like about this particular death no he's strangled to death by bond after hijacking an airplane whoa well i mean there's an airplane hijacking we should take a second to list some of these i've forgotten some of these deaths in the novels so finish your thoughts on goldfinger um i like it i just like it because you think he's dead you forget about him you sort of forget about the character you're like oh he and pussy are happily enjoying this oh, as a I, child I you didn't forgotten. forget I, how can you forget he's looming large he's a child as a child though i'm just like oh well they got out of this okay. one and then oh no he's back and then oh boy he's sucked out of a window <laughs> yeah it's just all a little too silly for me all right fine and also the undercranking of the camera that always kind of ruins it for me a little bit there's too much crank there's too much undercranking overcranking and we're about to see the movie that is the worst at it. The speed ramping and dying other days. Oh, same. yeah. Let me just mention a couple notable deaths in the novels. All Please. right. I'll just do a couple. Um, in Dr. No, he's mm-hmm. buried under a pile of guano. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... This is one death they still have not done in the movies that I'm surprised they've not used in the Hildebrand rarity. Milton Crest. Um, the girl in that puts up like a puffering, uh, like a spiked puffer fish down his throat and it inflates. I can't believe they haven't used that. Poison. Yeah, but not just poison, but like the barbs of it, I think. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um Milton Crest. I mean, Milton Crest does have a pretty good death. That's true. But I forgot also, Blofeld is killed. He's strangled to death by Bond. So is his wife. Mm. That's about it. Okay. That's very exciting. Yeah. You know what else is exciting, Matt? What's that? You're number six. We're number six. It's time to talk Goldeneye. All right. What do you like so much about it? You've ranked it higher than me. It's time for you to defend your goal. Well, I think this is the most overkill of any death, maybe. So this is the Han Solo of of the James Bond franchise. It's not just that he's essentially killed two different ways. Mm -hmm. First, he's he's pretty much beaten. Then he's dropped on purpose, right? Right? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, no, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah, it is. So he falls and he's not... You think he's dead. He's no, not dead. No, he's not dead. We, but sh- we cut to a Sean Bean with hilariously broken legs. Not only is he then impaled by the falling like array thing or whatever, the antenna, but yeah. he wakes up enough to s- experience it. Yeah. And it is like beat by beat, 
very comical. Maybe a little too much even for this movie, but I do enjoy it. If you're going to go that way, I think it's done pretty well, and it's pretty good just desserts. Yeah. I always I, I can never get over the uh, being still alive after that fall. Yeah, it, it definitely has that naked gun feel. Remember, yes. doesn't some villain just get repeatedly yeah. killed? Ricardo Montalban? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like they're related in some way, but... Yeah. So you had this pretty low. Well, it's it, in the middle for me, uh, as far as... You know, actually, it was number nine. It's not that low. And I do like the scale of it. And yeah. that, that, that bums it way up for me. The scale of the death. Yeah. The personalness with yes. which the death occurs. And it's one of the... F- yeah, he could save him, but he doesn't. Mm. That's That's interesting to me. I like it when there's an emotional moment, not just a spectacle. I like a... a Bond choosing to kill people. I do too. Yeah, I like the I like the thought process. Yeah, a lot has been made of that Roger Moore moment with the car. Yeah, including by Roger Moore. Oh, Roger, like great Sir Roger Moore. We still have not talked about those four films I mentioned. That's true. That's telling. This seems like we're gonna be talking a lot here. Yeah. So number five mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Is View to a kill. Whoa. Okay. Surprising. I know. Number five for me, another previously unmentioned, Moonraker. Mm. Okay, so number four for me, Quantum of Solace. Number four for me, Quantum of Solace. (laughs) Is this the only one that is lined up? No, I think we had one more. Maybe Spy Who Loved Me. Mm-hmm. This right. one is just so outside the realm of Bond deaths that I this love it. This one feels so much to me like how how I imagine the literary James Bond would do things. That's true, yeah. It's also indicative of this movie in that it's it doesn't show you... It's unfinished. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to watching this film again. Yeah. I love this death... I love you see the realization on Green's face and that even even though he hands him motor oil, which apparently in the rest of the world is packaged like tennis balls are here, which threw me the first time I saw it. I'm like, why is he giving him tennis balls? Cans of oil were odd to you? Well, but here they don't come in long, thin tubes with yellow plastic right. like Pringles cans. Yeah. Yeah. He's either throwing him Pringles or tennis balls. Both of which are going to be deadly in the desert. Pringles will get you a little farther than oil. Will. Oh, I disagree. You ever <laughs> eat a Pringle and you're so thirsty? Dehydrated. You're even thirsty. And you, you can't stop. Once oh. you pop, you can't stop. Oh. But it is a gruesome and it doesn't need to be seen. In fact, they, they don't even need to come back and confirm he was dead. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's so brutal. And it's a great death for someone like that who's just kind of like weaselly and yeah. ruthless. It's a very fitting death. The two gunshots in the, to the head thing is always baffling to me. Not baffling. Yeah, because it, like, it implies they found him alive still. He had already drunk the motor oil. Correct. But that's the thing. is Giving him motor oil means he knows he's going to drink it because he's going to be so, so thirsty that he'll drink something that would be better off if he didn't even drink it. Is that true? Yes. If you're a doctor, tell us. Should I drink motor There's oil no or way. drink nothing? 
Is There's no way it would be. It, of course. I mean, you would immediately retch, I would think, and then get more dehydrated. That's true. There's no way motor oil could be good for you. Yeah. Plus, Dominic Green, I think, is such a great villain. Yeah. Who's the best villain of the Daniel Craig era? Well, I'd put it between... We've not ranked the villains. No, let's save it then, because right. we'll do a villain ranking. I like how we're ranking their deaths before we're ranking them. I know. Them. Well, we um, also could do villain plans. Mm. That's true. God, yeah. there are some terrible plans. All right, so Matt Gorley and I, we agree on Quantum of Solace. Mm-hmm. Number three for me, License to Kill. Number three for me, License to Kill. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, here we go. Uh, what do I like about this one? What don't I like about this one? This one's one? just savage. It, he's a savage villain. He's cutting people's hearts yeah. out. And it's a good fitting. I think the more fitting the death, mm. the more exciting it is. Yeah. It's also personal. So personal yeah. in this case. Um, perhaps only, you know differently personal than electric king but also very personal to bond and i think that the way that it all goes down you're having a chase oil tankers they're full of gas that is also cocaine (laughs) hoisted by his own petard here yeah for sure um killed by the lighter that was given to him by felix killed by the felix lighter yeah but not the movie in which he says a genuine felix lighter uh right that happens in. Doesn't that happen in Live and Let Die? When does he say that? Lovers not experts. Yes, it is when he's in the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, same Felix. Yeah. Whoa. David Hedison. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> um. And, uh, you know, he's th- just the moment of recognition on Dobby's face when he sees that lighter yeah. and realizes, boy, if I wasn't so hell-bent on revenge against cops. Also, there are people, stuntmen burned in movies, and they are in a suit, and it kind of flames up. But he goes up like an inferno and right away. And appropriately so. Yeah. Because there is gas leaking all over him. Yeah. yeah. So it logically makes sense. Boy. I'm still on the lookout for that lighter, by the way. That'd be nice to have. They don't make... Um, DuPont stopped making the lighter with the with the plain side that you could engrave. Oh. It's like an etched side now. They mm. make that model still. Uh, sorry, Dunhill. Um, and I've been looking for it. I have my eyes open for it. So okay. I'm hoping to find two so we can both have one. Keep us, keep us posted. I will. I would I will. love that. I will. Okay. Um, You'd want it engraved exactly the same, yeah. right? Yeah, of yeah. course. Okay. But yeah, the, it's a fitting end for a fitting revenge movie. That's right. Which is what that movie is. It's a revenge movie. So, Matt, number two for me. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it. Live and Let Die. Um, listen. Spawned a t-shirt. It, uh, it's something that is perhaps the most ridiculous death. Well, it is the most ridiculous death. You're not going to find any argument here okay, on that. Okay, at least I have that. Um, but, boy, just to float into the sky 
and blow into pieces from a shark <sighs> or a shark gun, a shark bullet. There's so many things I think so wacky out of sync with this. Just I don't know. Kananga, I feel like is a pretty a relatively serious villain. He's yeah. a he's a real heavy, you know. And yeah. so, like to literally have the opposite physically of that, where he becomes lighter than air. <laughs> it's he's his comeuppance. Wait a minute. So is there also helium in this thing, or has oh, he already sprung sure. a leak and is doing a float to the ceiling? No, so there's no, enough no, no, no. helium packed in that thing, or is it compressed air, which still wouldn't make oh, him... Oh, I don't think it's compressed air. I always thought it was helium. There's not enough helium. It takes... You don't know. Think what... of how much helium it takes if... to make a balloon go up. You don't know up. what Q Branch has up there. No way. You don't know if Q Branch has There's some chemical so much compound. Up. We haven't even turns... gotten into that. What if Q's chemical compound turns uh, <laughs> water, which the body is mostly water, right, into into helium? No way. No way. I mean, I know it's impossible, but so is a rebreather. Yeah, but at least that. I don't know. Like it doesn't confound the imagination. Like there's also only does. a finite amount of helium in the. Uh, I know the there's a shortage. So. But, seems odd. But this. This wasn't that case. Pellet would. What are you looking at? Oh, sorry. I thought that was a squirrel in the hummingbird feeder. Oh, that'd be crazy. There's something going squirrel on. Squirrel shouldn't do that. That'd be crazy. What is shaking that branch? We got some hot outdoors action here at the Casa de Gorli. Yeah. Um. It's just so ridiculous. It's great. Hey, I, I, I do love it. Don't get me wrong. It's just I also like when bonkers. a Bond villain dies at the hands of a Bond gadget. How often does that happen? Not that often. Moonraker. License to kill. Does that count? Not a gadget. No. As much. Um. I actually don't think it does. Moonraker. It's always the henchman, because the you know story structure wise, it's like always going to be like, how will Bond get out of this? Yeah. Because he usually uses his gadget on the henchman. So that's... Uh, it's really just Moonraker and this one. Yeah. Hmm. So, Matt, number one for you, what is it? Wait, number one? Aren't we on number two? You're number two. My number was two. Was Live and Let Die? No. no. I'm sorry. That was yeah, your number That was three. my number two. That was your number two? Yeah. Okay, my number two is Thunderball. Boy. Befuddling to me is well, why it's so high. It's not at the hands of Bond, as we all know. One of my that, prerequisites. It's so well done, and it, I actually find it to be a compelling twist. And the emotional stakes of it are really interesting to me. I think it's executed well. No pun intended. I think it's it's what kind of what from Russia was love was going for, but this one handles it really well. And I think it's more um, satisfying to. To have Domino get that kill than mm. Bond. I like this ending a lot. It saves this movie a lot for me. As we know, this movie's not a favorite of mine. It's not a favorite of mine. Um, either, but... And it does suffer for, for why I ranked it number 15 out of 19. Even though, but the ending alone, you don't like? You don't think the ending's better than that? Well, it's just, it is. it does fall into my whole, my, my, personal um requisite here 
is that it, Bond should do it. Yeah, this is the one that I, I would take out of that category and feel like because it's the exception to that rule, it works so much better. The one of them. It's the only one of those that really works for me, I think. There's so much harpooning in this movie. <laughs> That's true, but I'm like it is my harpoon I mean, like it's consistent with my the harpoon team. tolerance is already tested. <laughs> That's right, because what's his little henchman gets hit with a harpoon yeah, too. What's that guy's name? Hit with harpoons. Vargas. Yeah. I I'll tell you oh, that Varga. what I do like about a harpoon death is that you unlike a bullet, you get to watch the harpoon travel. Yeah. Because it doesn't move fast Just enough. Check out Friday Whee. the thirteenth part three. Whee. In three D. It comes at you. Uh, boy. The craze of 3D. Yeah. I miss it. If you had to put one Bond movie in 3D, what would it be? Hmm. Probably Moonraker. The... Or Live and Let Die, maybe. You know what? It might be Quantum Solace. What? That, the, I think that that is visually a, a great movie. I think the visuals of it but mostly it's just so I can have that car chase in 3D. Yeah, I love that car chase. Somebody out there put that in 3D. Have they done a Fast <laughs> and Furious in 3D? I don't know. I've never seen one of those movies. Yeah. As we know, we as we pitched on yeah. our podcast where we watch all of them nonstop and then end up in the theater. And we have to... We can't eat or something? What was it? <laughs> We're just going to get more furious as we go through them. We fast while we watch them we and get more furious because yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Number two. Okay. Number two. That was your number two. For me, it was Live and Let Die. Okay. My number so two number is Thunderball. Is Thunderball. So All we have left are Moonraker and A View to a Kill. So what's your number one? I think you know the answer to that. It's Moonraker. Moonraker. Now, you're asking yourself, Matt, why would you rank that so highly? Well, I ranked it pretty highly, too. It's my job to answer you, though. Okay. Here's the deal. Not only does he get killed by a Bond gadget, but he he gets sucked into space. He gets sent into outer space. What better way to be killed is there then being sent into outer space? He also by James has a great Bond. line right before it happens, right? You have a nasty habit of not, not dying, dying or something yeah. like that. Or yeah. he has some good lines in that movie. I really enjoy um Drax as a as a character. I do too. I enjoy the campiness of the movie, and I think that the campiness of the movie is just like it's like when you put Parmesan, shred some fresh Parmesan on a good pasta. You're like, that is, that's exactly what this needed. Well, because he's so dry and he plays yes. it really straight. Yeah. The rest of the movie is so big around him. Uh, the Moonraker has some of my favorite moments in Bond movies. Um, the pigeon double take? The pigeon double take, of course. You know, the the, the pheasant hunting yeah. scene. Uh, the museum fight and uh it's bernard lee's last film yeah and uh what i do like about this death is how crazy it is it's the it's the culmination of a movie where the u.s army uh has lasers in space (laughs) they have a whole space mission force a space battalion space marines space marines with lasers uh well of course you're gonna have someone jettisoned into outer space so 
Hugo also, Drax, you go down, and I enjoy it. Whatever effect they use to launch Hugo Drax into space also feels like Michael Lonsdale himself is being put out. Like it feels like it's undignified for him. Yeah, and so it somehow reads very satisfyingly because you feel like he even the actor like playing a, him like is a, like being like a fetus put out. He almost yeah. looks like an infant. Yeah, like he's like very stiff. Well, when he like, turns to the model, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he's probably probably in some harness or something. All right, that brings us to uh, my number one, which and that my makes number, it number five, which is now our number one. Because whoever goes last, but it isn't really. Someone will rank the spread. Oh, and and send us that, please. We really need to keep a database of these things, like a website that would have all of these. Mm. People do such a good job of figuring Keeping. out the actual means of these things or whatever it is. But mine is, of course, a view to a kill. I think it's the m- most wonderful death in all of the Bond films. And a reason why many people should like this film more than they do. It's ranked very highly for me. It's number five. It's in the top five of 19 movies. So that tells you something. I think it's the the cherry on top of this death is the laugh that Christopher Walken gives as he's about to die. Like, I'll be damned. You got me. How about that? The irony of this all. And the fact that just... Is there are there any good falls? Like who what other villains fall to their death other than Alec Trevelyan? Yeah. But this one is so much more you can imagine it more. It's it feels scary. It's and well, you watch him slowly slide too, where you like you see him realizing he can't stay. And you feel gripped. you feel for him? A, a little bit. The man who tried to set off an earthquake. But you still you you I don't know this this the man has who the stands effect there with a machine gun with an Uzi and I know I'm not saying I want to save him mowing down You just workers. are able to put yourself in his shoes because you've probably imagined yourself falling sometime before and I mean who doesn't imagine himself falling off the It's an effective death. It's and it's a good one for this villain. And he's somehow, he's not even above seeing how fitting his own death is with a laugh. I love that moment. Uh, I think that it's such an iconic landmark. Yeah, that's to another on. thing, yeah. Um, you know, perhaps the most iconic landmark west of the Mississippi is the Golden Gate Bridge. Not... Counting, of course, natural, yeah, like Grand Canyon or the Tetons or the right. or the Golden Arches, uh, or rather arches, not the Golden Arches, <laughs> the Golden Arches. Um, but uh, I think because of that, you're 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 immediately drawn into the scale of the of the fight and the scale of the of the death, and you know. It gets a little bit of a bump up for me after he falls because we're then privy to the dynamite cabinet that the professor, the mad mm-hmm. German Nazi scientist, <laughs> starts waving fucking yeah. dynamite. I know. Oh, Lord. That's such a... That's a good one. It is a good death. Yeah. It is a good death. That that death actually describing that death brought me more joy than Moonraker. Yeah, let's recap these here. So your top five survival slash escapes from worst to first are Koskov and Live and Let Die, Blofeld and Spectre, Blofeld and Diamonds Are Forever, Blofeld and You Only Live Twice, 
and Blofeld in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. And the best villain deaths, according to us, from 19 to 1, are Kamal Khan and Octopussy, Christados and Four Your Eyes Only, Gustav Graves and Die Another Day, Le Chief in Casino Royale, Silva in Skyfall, Dr. No in Dr. No, Stromberg in Spy Who Loves Me, Scaramanga in Man with a Golden Gun, mm-hmm. Rosa Klebb in For- From Russia with Love, Elliot Carver in Tomorrow Never Dies, Electra King in The World Is Not Enough, Goldfinger in Goldfinger, Alec in Goldeneye, Green in Quantum of Solace, Sanchez in License to Kill, Kananga in Live and Let Die, Largo in Thunderball, Drax in Moonraker, and Zorin in A View to a Kill. And there you have it. Wow. Any closing thoughts, Matt? Very fun list to make. Yeah, that was a good one. Really fun to sort of go through these moments. I wish we had it to do all over again. You know what? There's plenty more rankings. When yeah. we get down to it, we always we are, when whenever we do a ranking, we think of another ranking we should do. That's right. And we haven't forgotten our Indiana Jonesing. That will come periodically throughout the run. Yep. We're also going to start getting into some of these offshoot movies because Matt's schedule was such that we had to record late at night. But now we're a little freer mm-hmm. and we can fit some movies in. Maybe hopefully next time we'll start with one. Got some weekends now. That's right. I'm very excited about it. But... I have to say, everybody, very exciting time because James Bonding will return with Die Another Day. And keep a lookout for uh, ticket information on our live show December 7th at some UCB or another. If you show up, it means we get to do more. Maybe we'll be in our costumes. Bye, James Bonding. It's a a leisure suit. It's a lifestyle. (laughs) We'll return. James Bonding Podcast. Earwolf is now on the Amazon Echo. They just released a new skill for the Echo smart speaker called Daily Earwolf. Now you can ask Alexa to play the funniest moments from your favorite Earwolf shows. Just download the Daily Earwolf skill from Amazon Skill Store. And if you're a fan of Hello from the Magic Tavern, and who isn't, you can also download Magic Tavern Adventure. (gasps) That sounds wonderful. It's a special interactive episode we did of Hello from the Magic Tavern where you can affect the choices we make in the podcast. (laughs) I don't think anyone can affect my choices. I want an interactive. No, John, interactive. It just means that. Yeah, I want an interactive. Where's the door? So if you're listening to this right now and you want to say, Chunt, I wish you were not having this misunderstanding. You could yell that at your Amazon Echo, and it would happen. Finally, you, dear listener, can help us choose our own adventure. Download these awesome new skills, and remember, you can play any Earwolf podcast right from your Echo. New skills, time to level up. New skills, time to level up. Level, level up. I'm bad at being an Echo. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> 
Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.